Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, a podcast where you'll gain insights from relationship experts and entrepreneurial couples who have moved through conflict and into a better life. Crack the clarity code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman. As we get started in today's episode, you'll want to know your next steps. Especially after hearing what Dr. Stan Tatkin shares with us, you can take the relationship stress quiz directly from my website, judycounselor.com. For now, let's tune into this lighthearted conversation packed with core principles that are absolutely necessary for your survival and how to thrive in secure, functioning relationships. This is part one of a two-part series, Simple Ideas that will save your marriage and your life. Let's listen in with Dr. Stan Tatkin. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life. I am your host, Judy K. Herman, and I am so privileged to have an expert and an influencer in our field of mental health and relationships. I am so very honored to have Dr. Stan Tatkin with us today. He is a teacher, a clinician, researcher and the developer of psychobiological approach to couples therapy. And um, for short, it's PACT, P-A-C-T. So beloved by colleagues and clients alike, Stan is an expert on human behavior and couples relationships. He speaks and teaches around the world on secure functioning relationships, how to understand them, how to create them and support them. And Stan has written dozens of academic articles and six best-selling books that are now translated into Spanish, Chinese, Turkish, and Romanian. So first of all, Dr. Stan, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I want to tell you I'm so honored to be in your presence because my first exposure to you, I was one of the 1.7 million people watching your TED Talk, whenever that was, I can't remember, but that was my first exposure. I've read a couple of your books. There's something that has really stuck with me. I've got to let you know up front when I do couples counseling, and I'm also an Imago-trained uh, certified therapist as well, and couples are a part, you know, they're face-to-face, they're -face, but it's, it's what you said that stuck with me that I use a lot in counseling, and that's the eye-to-eye, face-to-face, skin-to-skin. So I thank you for coming on, and I would like for you to just give folks a real taste of what the therapy is that you do that, um, yeah, the psychobiological approach to couples therapy, because most of the folks that are listening are entrepreneurial couples, and they may not have a clue about what kind of therapy this is. Well, under the hood, <laughs> <laughs> under the hood you know, there's a lot of science. So psychobiology is a study of, uh, of human development, the brain and the body. 
And so it starts with studying infants and also studying pregnancy, uh, starting before that. Uh, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then brain development throughout the lifespan. Uh, we also uh, focus on attachment, which is basically looking at safety and security, a subjective sense of safety and security from infancy throughout the lifespan. Also looking at arousal systems, uh, people getting excited, not getting excited, overexcited, and so on. But that's under the hood. Um, the actual uh, work is a little bit like jazz. Uh, <laughs> jazz dancing, right? The, a little the bit space like jazz. Between, yeah, space, space uh, between, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. uh, it's a lot of workshopping. It's a lot of, you know, couple training. Uh, it's putting into action. Uh, uh, the couple um, interacting under moments of stress. The pack therapist puts them under stress because under stress is when we have a hard time uh, staying, remaining collaborative and cooperative with another person. And we focus on secure functioning, which is basically uh, two people, in this case, two people in a free union uh, coming together based on shared purpose, shared vision, uh, uh, conditions, terms. It's a deal or no deal. It's not based in love. It's not based on feelings. It's not based on, on attraction. It's based on what are we going to do for each other and what are we never going to do? Wow. Uh, so you, you, I'm sorry. I, I just got to hold this because you really expose so much of our humanity and biology and then all the neuroscience pieces of it. And we think we're intelligent beings, but we are like drawn uh, subconsciously. So uh, anyway, I think it's a really unique approach. And yes, collaborate or, or, or you know, elaborate more here about for, for someone that's never been to therapy, or maybe they've gone to different kinds of therapy and it right. just didn't work for them. So, so this is a union, an alliance, a team. And uh, in teams, alliances that are interdependent, in other words, they have the same things to lose, the same things to gain. One of them is survival. Together we survive. We, uh, we survive this life. We have each other's backs. We protect each other in public and private. Uh, but we also thrive together based on agreement, based on, on, uh, on permission to govern each other. Uh, and so we're talking about equal power, equal authority, operating in a manner that is fair, just, sensitive, 24-7, collaborative and cooperative, 24-7, very simple, really hard to do. Yes, I should say, yes, it sounds simple, but yes. That would take, yeah, I, I mean, there's so many things that are going on in my mind. Okay, so I <laughs> want to get into this for, for a moment, but I'm always, I've got these question marks. I really want to get into also your personal story, uh, Stan, if you don't mind, because I think we all, I'm, I'm for me anyway, there's like, there's this primal um, beginning <laughs> that we all have that brings us to the point where we are and having the passion that we have. And it's, I mean, with all the books you've read and, you know, your whole, whole life, it looks like it is dedicated to this. So where did you come from and how did you get to this point? Well, actually I come from a show business family. <laughs> I started off as a, as a musical, musical protege and um, uh, along with my brother, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, 
I, I started off as a drummer. Most of my, my early life uh, was being a professional drummer. And so, but then, uh, then in my, my late 20s, I shifted careers and I went into this career and never looked back. Uh, started off in uh, family systems, uh, then doing group psychotherapy, Gestalt, and then getting very much involved with uh, a man named John Bradshaw. This was many years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and and uh, you know being one of the lead therapists at the Bradshaw Center. Then got very strongly into object relations theory uh, through James Masterson and. Um, Probably the audience doesn't care about this, but, you know, working with personality disorders. Uh, and then I got into neurobiology and, uh, and infant development. Uh, and that's kind of where I stuck. I, st you know, I, I stayed there. I, I started doing um, prevention work. Um, I wanted to work with uh, caregivers and infants uh, to see if I could prevent later uh, problems with mental illness. And then that led to couples. Uh, <laughs> which well, is okay, so, like so the same thing. I, I see that your back, your backstory, your professional, you know, development. But personally, what was going on with you to have you go from being a drummer to going into this field, or even going into to couples therapy? Uh, there had to have been some kind of personal journey, uh, yeah. I would say, in your own relationships. I'd love to know about that. I'm like so curious. As the as the youngest of three, I spent a lot of time. Um, you know, watching and observing and listening <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and sort of like being in my family culture, but also being a step outside. Mm. I was raised by uh, a housekeeper, you know, I'm Jewish and my family's Jewish. Um, but uh, the housekeeper that raised me is Catholic. So I would go to church with her. My parents didn't really know this. Uh, and uh, Catholic church, uh, you know, uh, every week when say the Lord's prayer every night, very not Jewish. Um, and, uh, and so that, that gave me a bit of a, of an outsider, a bit of an outsider perspective, because by the time I, you know, came into the picture, my parents were already sort of practiced and on my, on my poor siblings. Uh, and, 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 so, you could, and you could watch what, what not to do or what to do, right? Based upon what, what, what your siblings watched, <laughs> watched how to fly under the radar and keep my head down. And, uh, and, and so I, I think um, when I look back, this was probably always the right career path for me. I didn't know it at the time because my earliest memory was playing music. Mm. So when that began to run its course, uh, because it was there was family involved, and I really grew out of the whole music business. I was a little bit lost because that's all I knew to do. And so I, you know, I thought I'd go back to college, went into communications, uh, and uh, thought I was going to become a director because that's what my professor said I should do. And how does one become a, a director? Well, who knows? So I <laughs> took an acting class and I, uh -huh. and I fell into acting for a little while. Uh, never did directing, but now in my work, I feel that, um, you know, at my age, um, music, acting, directing, uh, theater, um, uh, all of this comes into play in my work with couples. So I get now to do everything. It's that, really That's fascinating. I really appreciate in your books and and I've I've uh, you do you do audio 
books, audio teaching. I, I listened to the RX relationship, relationship yes. RX. And I think it's so wonderful how you've designed it in such a way where, where you encourage couples to listen to it together. And I love it when you say, hey, if, if there's a resistant spouse, they choose not to, forget it. <laughs> Can you speak to that? Because there's so many, um, me included in my journey, like you think you can do the work of two people. And, yeah. and um, so speak to that. I, I have a whole lot of questions that I want to ask you about, about your work and how do you, how do you work with someone who, um, well, maybe I'll just stop there and let you just take off <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with, with that. Well, uh, you know, in couples, it's a two-person psychological system. It's uh, uh, and so one person working on the relationship uh, is is great, but it's still the sound of one hand clapping. And so that uh, I, I I gotta hold that. That's the sound of one hand clapping. I get that. That's an analogy that makes so much sense. I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago. <laughs> I, but both. Um, both people have to be on board because in particular, I, you know, what I'm trying to pitch here is an idea, a big idea that, um, that all unions and including the romantic union, all unions since the beginning of time in a free society have been based on, um, let's do this and let's not do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, what's in it for me? Well, I get to sleep at night. I'm not going to be hurt at, uh, you know, my cattle's not going to be stolen, you know, all of these things. And, and we can share technology and, and grow and prosper until, um, uh, unless, and until that becomes a raw deal for one or the other, um, uh, it's, it's a good union. People get along because again, they have the same things to, uh, to gain the same things to lose. In couples, for some reason, this is, uh, this is almost universal. Uh, there is no idea here that we have to start off with an idea that why we're doing this, what's our purpose, what's mm -hmm. the point of us, um, where are we going and why, um, what are we going to do for each other that's really expensive that nobody would want to do unless they got paid a lot of money. And that's, that's the... Um, I do this, you do this, and together we make things happen in a world that doesn't have the same agreement is never going to do that. So both people have to be on board with secure functioning, or it'll be a dictatorship or oh slavery. God. It'll be something that's too unfair, too unjust to continue very long without accruing a lot of resentment and a lot of threat, which mm. becomes biological. Mm. So, um, so anything other than this cannot work for happiness, well-being in the long run. Can't work in a family, can't work in a couple, can't work in any union without people doing bad things. Mm. And it's interesting how ingrained in our society, because the couples that I work with, they don't even have a model of this. Yeah. There's not, and this uh, power over mentality or one of them, um, and I do, I, I will tell you, I work with a lot of women who have resistant husbands and they, after 30 years of marriage, they, they lose their identity. They don't know who they are. And, yeah. um, and it's kind of like they're orbiting around his world. But what I like about your work, Stan, is, is seeing that couple as equal, as basically joined at the hip 
and a very um, foundational piece of the family system. I, I think that's remarkable. They have to be two leaders, it has to be mm -hmm. two governors, two bosses, two generals. Um, because I see the couple, uh, you know, much like uh, in, in structural family systems, as the top of the food chain, the roof of the house, the mm -hmm. center of the universe, they are in charge of everyone and everything. And so they have to be working good as a team, or nothing else will. Mm -hmm. um, the kids will suffer, work will suffer, health will suffer. So uh, when you say joined at the hip, they're joined at the hip like any team that there's something greater than themselves, and that is the, the union or the relationship, which is basically a mythology that they made up, is greater than themselves. That's what they are supporting is their union, not themselves. Mm. Of course, they get supported through that. Right? Let me ask you, uh, yeah, I, I want to kind of ask you a question, if I may, uh, simply because of your mention of that you were, uh, you were raised as a Jewish man, and then you had the influence uh, of, of Catholicism and Catholic. And so how has your faith been integrated into your theory and even framework of, you know, your own, your own um, research? Well, it, it's for me, it's more, uh, it's more of a uh, uh, spirituality because I didn't really get the God gene. My wife who's Christian did. Mm -hmm. um, and so I rely on her to pray for me, but um, uh, I, <laughs> we'll do that together. But, but, uh, but for me, the path has been more spiritual and, um, and, and there are a lot of reasons why I didn't get the God gene and had to do with my parents. Uh, my parents weren't religious. Uh, they were the cultural type of Judaism. My sister, who recently passed um, in her early 20s, became very, very religious. And so, but she, she, you know, grew up in a different time than I did, with different parents than I did in terms of, you know, the time that they were when they had her. And yeah. so, uh, so my influences have been with many, many people who I consider to have saved my life therapists including, analysts included, um, but mentors throughout my life that have uh, influenced me, uh, not just psychologically, but have also, um, you know, led the way in terms of my, my intellectual um, uh, growth and, uh, and my spiritual beliefs. So, uh, so I, you know, I, 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 if, if anything, you know, I have a lot more um, Eastern uh, uh, ideas. Um, and, and even that comes not from so much of a spiritual practice as it does uh, becoming trained in Japanese psychotherapies and uh, that are uh, somewhat Zen-based. And so, I, I again, I've had a lot of learning, a lot of teaching, and a lot of teachers that um, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing any of this without them. Uh, everything that I've pulled together that is packed is really derived from original thinkers and source material, uh, right? I mean, yeah, interview. yeah. Well, I, I just, I did notice that that you had gotten some training um, and, and getting out of the Western mindset and way of thinking, and uh, and also incorporating a certain type of meditation. Because uh, one thing I, I, I want to um, just share with our listeners, I. I was, I looked at your website to see, you know, some of the videos of you and your wife. There was one that you did and, or more than one, I'm sure, but just, I was noticing this 
the uh, the twinkle in your eye, Stan, as you were looking at her as she was speaking, and she was looking at you as, uh, you know, when you were speaking, and and uh, but you uh, so speak more about. Um, I, I'm very fascinated because we have on one end, I'm going to take care of myself, uh, make sure I'm okay and growing versus your, your spouse actually, um, studying you mm -hmm. <laughs> to know you. So can you share, uh, more about that in your, uh, and, and how you do it with your, your pact? Mm -hmm. So uh, so Tracy and I met in junior high in seventh, seventh grade science, and um, I had a crush on, she never knew I did, but I had a crush on her in junior high and high school. And we didn't, uh, we didn't actually start dating until our, until early forties. Um, we had both been married prior to that. And so, uh, and so uh, <laughs> it, it's hard to explain our relationship other than um, I'm blessed. Uh, and she might say the same, um, uh, you know, we are an outstanding team. Uh, we continue to be an outstanding team. And, uh, I can say that I'm uh, more in love with her today than I've ever been. And that's because we actually practice secure functioning, which as did I mention is hard. Well, uh, yeah, I want to hold that too, because here, <laughs> here's what I'm checking out with you, Stan, is like, are you practicing what you preach? And so when yeah. I was noticing what, you, what was going on with you and your wife, and even that being captured on the video, I'm thinking, can couples learn how to do that, <laughs> even if they haven't yes. met in junior high? Um, and, and so, yeah, speak to how do you teach or show couples how to do that, how to have that sparkle in their oh. eye? Well, I, the, the, the sparkle in your eye, um, I, you know, that came from my mother and my sister and my dad and, you know, um, that's, that's in our family, but the, 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 the sparkle in each other's eyes for each other is, uh, is a practice and it's something that, that is done. What we don't understand is that behavior wags the tail of feelings. Mm. And if a relationship is feeling centered, um, only. Um, there will be trouble because feelings uh, are like the weather, um, mm. it, uh, uh, as if we're on a roller coaster. But when a relationship is purpose-centered, when we decide what the right thing is to do at any given time, even though it is the hardest to do, that's when we know we're building character, and that's when we know we're we're guarantors um, uh, for each other that we're going to get what what we want and we're where we're pointed. Mm. It will happen regardless uh, uh, of how we feel um, because it needs to be done. So, um, so we we have a very purpose centered relationship that is extremely feeling full, but it's not um, our behavior isn't guided by our feelings. For instance. Uh, if Tracy and I, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we give each other permission to go to bed angry, but we have to at least touch toes. That, <laughs> that is a that's interesting. Thing. That would be your, yeah, that, that's an interesting, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ritual, I guess, right? Um, it's more than a ritual. It is a must, uh, have to do it. Otherwise, mm. Otherwise, uh, you know, uh, interpersonal stress will begin to erode, uh, you know, 
body systems, brain systems, because interpersonal stress is extremely corrosive. And so mm. uh, uh, to stay angry and to uh, give the idea that the relationship may not exist uh, mm. tomorrow, which is every human primate's uh, existential concern, it's a mm. very primitive concern, that, uh, okay, there's a breach in the relationship, but we have to signal to each other quickly, we're okay. I may be angry with you, but we're okay. That alone uh, is enough to calm us down and to settle those existential fears and allow us to sleep, to do our day and so on. Uh, and so that's the minimal. But we do more than that in our family. We make sure that we fix things, repair uh, misunderstandings um, within 30 minutes. Yes, I, I'm glad you put a time frame on that. Because... Regardless of how we feel. <laughs> And I got to tell you, it's not always easy. Well, of course not. But I, yeah, listening to your teaching on, okay, make sure that you repair your conflicts quickly. Yeah. Well, what does quickly mean? You said 30 minutes, right? Don't let it go past 30 minutes because everybody's brain then has a different story. Right. And it's hard <laughs> to do because of our pride, our hubris, you know, our, uh, uh, you know, our, uh, the idea that we're right. Um, and here in this model the relationship is the center uh the relationship comes first over being right wow the relationship comes first over being right there's more to come in part two of this series for now three things stood out to me in this episode first when one person is working on the relationship it's the sound of one hand clapping two just to stress the point that our relationships are designed to be purpose-centered rather than based on feelings, I love the statement, behavior wags the tail of feelings. And then three, the relationship comes first over being right. What was your takeaway? Remember, there's more in episode nine, simple ideas that will save your marriage. It still takes two. Until then, I'd love for you to share, subscribe, rate, and comment in the streaming platform of your choice. See you next time.